0: Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tewell. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. We're in the Church of Philadelphia, and so turn in your Bibles, Revelation chapter 3, and of course, uh, we've already seen he's spivey, uh, already talked about uh, the Church of Ephesus, and then... Uh, I talked about last Sunday the church of uh, Smyrna, and, and then uh, Steve, because he's more efficient than any of us. He, he talked about uh, the church of Pergamus Thyatira, and Sardis, three of them. And so uh, we're now in uh, the church. In fact, uh, let's look at it in verse number 7, Revelation chapter number 3. And to the angel of the church on Philadelphia Road, right. Is that what yours says? That's what mine says. I don't know. Mine's the RBV version, the Rosedale Baptist version, and so uh, look at it again, verse 7. And the angel of the church on Philadelphia road. I have a hard time not saying that when I read that, but uh, it's the church in Philadelphia. The church in Philadelphia, right. Uh, And of course, we know that it was written to them, uh, but it's also written for us. Uh, It's to them specifically. In fact, I think uh, you haven't filled out at the top of your outline, uh, it's to that church specifically. To that church specifically, uh, each one of them has a different context, a different set of problems, a different situation than any other of them. Uh, and so uh, it was the church that was uh, uh, at Ephesus and then Smyrna and then uh, Thyatira and then Sardis, Pergamus, and now uh, the church uh, uh, in Philadelphia. And so to that church specifically, but also understand it's to all churches generally. To all churches generally. Uh, Look at verse number 13. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the, say it, the churches, the churches. Uh, And so this letter was was delivered to all seven of those churches, uh, not to them, but for them. Uh, This isn't to us, it's for us, because All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, uh, instruction, and righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect. It takes a whole counsel of God to make a whole Christian for God. It takes a whole counsel of God to make a whole Christian uh, for God. And so to that church specifically, to all churches uh, generally. uh, But then it's to each of us personally, to each of us. Uh, personally, and of course, verse 13, he that hath an ear. Uh, he that hath an ear, uh, that's us. That's for uh, us. And so, uh, understand this church at Philadelphia, this church in Philadelphia, uh, there's church, two, two churches where there's no negatives written about them. Uh, two churches where there's no real uh, condemnation, correction uh, given to them. Uh, and the first one I talked about last week, the church of Smyrna, and uh, this one we talk about this week, the church of Philadelphia, Uh, and then also keep in mind that partial view of Christ. That partial view of Christ, there's more of a view of Christ for this church than any other church. Uh, Look at it in verse 7. To the angel of the church uh, in Philadelphia write, these things saith he that is, say it with me, that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, we'll talk about that, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man uh, openeth. And so this church that was in the middle of uh, the, the region where uh, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, that was uh, to the church in uh, Pergamos, and then uh, also Thyatira, where Jezebel was uh, allowed to teach and usurp authority, uh, uh, this church wasn't touched by that. Uh, this church wasn't touched by that. In fact, uh, they had an evangelical revival. Uh, a revival was getting out. Uh, a revival was getting out, the Word of God, the Gospel getting out, uh, but they also had an ecclesiastical revival. False doctrine was not getting in. This church at Philadelphia was commendable. Uh, This church at Philadelphia, something special about it, uh, the Gospel was getting out, false doctrine was not coming in, but then an eschatological revival in that every eye was looking up. Every eye was looking up. This church In Philadelphia really was all that. Look at verse 1. And to the angel uh, of the church in Philadelphia write, uh, look at verse number 8, I know thy works, behold, say that word with me, behold, say that word with me, behold, I have set before thee an open door. Look at verse 9. Behold, say that word with me, behold, I will make them, look at verse number 11, behold, behold, I come quickly. uh, Or basically saying, hey, for all churches, boy, give consideration to. For all churches, behold, check out, give consideration to. There's some things that we need to take note of. There's some things that we can learn from. A a few things to realize, a few things to consider, a a few things to, to behold. Put down point number one, if you will. This church in Philadelphia, number one, Consider their opportunities. Uh, Consider their opportunities. Uh, This church on Philadelphia Road, this church, uh, consider our opportunities. Look at it again, verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth uh, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it. Uh, underneath that, put down the one who gives us those opportunities. Uh, notice first the character of the master. He's the one that gives them to us. Uh, those God-given opportunities, those, those golden opportunities. Boy, he's the one that gives them to us. He's, his personality, holy and true. Uh, his personality, uh, holy and true. By the way, some people miss... Uh, that open door because they're looking for that ornate door. They're looking for a spectacular door. And a lot of times they miss that open door because they're looking for the wrong door. Uh, Didn't Acts say that God anointed Jesus who went about doing good? He went about doing good. Sometimes that open door... Uh, isn't a new location or uh, a new, what we consider an opportunity. Sometimes it's simply a kind word spoken or an encouraging phrase that's said, that open door, that open door doing good to them. Uh, And so that God-given opportunity, that golden opportunity, uh, is given to us by God. His personality, holy and true, fair, uh, righteous. But then look at his power. These things saith he that is holy... He that is true, that's his personality. Holy, true. Uh, He that hath the key of David. He that hath the key of David. Uh, You'll see that same phrase in Isaiah chapter 22 uh, to Eliakim. Uh, Eliakim, King Hezekiah gave to Eliakim the key of David. He was a steward of, uh, a steward of, uh, of Hezekiah. Uh, It meant that he had the key, access to all the authority of Hezekiah. The key of David. Uh, He had access to the authority over uh, all of the riches of King Hezekiah. Hey, that's there. But here, uh, the key of David is given to the Lord Jesus Christ because he has access to and authority over all the power of God the Father. Uh, He has access to authority over uh, all the riches of God the Father. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by... Christ, Jesus, he holds the key of David. Uh, by the way, again about opportunities, uh, uh, some base success in life on what they do, what they achieve, but success isn't based on what you do and what you achieve, but what you do and what you achieve based on what you could have done uh, and based on what you could have achieved. When God gives you that that, that access. God gives you that, that, that opportunity. Uh, have you made the most of it? His personality is faithful and true. His, his power, Christ said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He opens doors that no man can shut. He shuts doors that no man can open. Listen right up here. Uh, I want to walk through a door, not that I can manipulate open, not that my ability can leverage and wedge open. The doors I want to walk through are the doors that only he opens. That only he opens. Moody said, lie passive in the hands of God, knowing no will but his will. Having no desire but his desire. That's the door that I want to walk through those opportunities. And so uh, his personality, holy and true, his power, keys of David, he uh, opens doors no man can shut. He's the giver uh, of those golden opportunities, but look at his perception. Uh, we're talking about the opportunities, the opportunities. Uh, his perception, verse number eight I know thy works. Uh, I know uh, thy works. I omnisciently know uh, your works. Uh, behold, because of that, uh, I set before thee an open door, uh, and no man can shut it. Uh, to those in the church in Philadelphia, Well, consider your opportunities. Uh, Your opportunity to get to know a higher view of God, a clearer view of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, So many times we focus more on the opportunity than we do on the God who gives us that opportunity. Uh, Well, if I just had that opportunity, I want to focus on that opportunity. Uh, And if I don't get that opportunity reading my Bible and worshiping Him, hey, I want to, to, to be where I have that opportunity Hey, more than that, we need to focus on the God-given, the God-given opportunity, the God who gives us that opportunity, his personality, faithful and true, his, his, his power, keys of David, he opens doors, no man can shut, shuts doors that, that no man uh, can open, his, his perception, he knows, he, he knows who to open those doors to. By the way, uh, not just to those members of, of the church in philadelphia but to these members of the church on philadelphia road hey consider the fact that we have a great god Uh, we have a holy god he's high and lifted up here he's uh, made much of here he's uh, talked about here he's uh, sung about here his personality is here where two or more are gathered in my name there am i in the midst of them his power is here uh, to think back about where God took us from to where God has taken us to. And his perception uh, is here, where he's obviously present oh, here. Uh, is everybody with me still so far? Uh, we're talking about the golden opportunities, those, those God-given opportunities, the, the, the character of the master, he's the one that gives them. The character of the master, and then then the call of our mission, number two. The call of our mission, why does he give them? Uh, Why does he give those open doors that no man can shut? Those open doors that no man can shut, verse 8. I know thy works, behold I have set before thee, at Rosedale Baptist Church, I have set before thee, church in Philadelphia, an open door and no man can shut. Uh, Let me say uh, briefly, and I think we'll see it uh, as we go along, but uh, the main reason God gives us open doors, uh, God gives us go times. Go times is for the gospel. Uh, He gives us opportunities to go, uh, but it's not just for a pay raise. It's not just for a a, a new job. It's not just to uh, be able to live in warmer weather. Hey, no, the go times are gospel times, and when God opens those doors... When God opens those doors, we need to be strong enough to walk through it. But when God shuts those doors, we need to be submissive enough to wait on it. Listen, Uh, he opens doors that no man can shut. He shuts doors that no man can open, a willingness to walk through it, a willingness to wait on it. Uh, Psalm 37 says, "...the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord." Well, if he opens that door, be strong enough to walk through it, uh, but the stops, the stops of a good man, uh, also ordered by the Lord when he shuts that door that no man can open, hey, be submissive enough to wait on it. But well, Don't waste your energy trying to leverage it and, and, and manipulate it and uh, manufacture it, but, but, but focus on the one who's holy, who's true, who uh, has the keys of David, who Uh, Opens and no man can shut, and shuts and no man can open. When I was an assistant pastor um, in California, uh, the situation, I had a large adult class, and that large adult class was carrying a whole lot of the church. When I uh, told my pastor that I was going to start looking to fulfill God's calling, which was to pastor a church, uh, he wasn't as positive as he could have been. And so uh, my pastor, uh, and I, I went to him and said, uh, whatever the time frame is, however you want to do it, I just know that God's called me uh, to pastor a church someday, whether that's this month or whether that's this year or whether that's two or three years. Um, because he wanted me to stay and because we were carrying a whole lot of the church, that class that I had, um, he ended up shutting a lot of doors of opportunities, shutting a lot of doors of opportunities. Uh, and I had to get to the point where where I decided Do I want to walk through a door that he can open or that he can shut? Uh, Or uh, am I willing to walk through a door that only God, only God can open uh, and uh, allow God to shut every uh, other uh, door? Uh, Be submissive enough not to force it, but be strong enough that when God opens it, to walk through it. Uh, and the situation always reminds me, I read this passage, I always think back to that, uh, because I, I don't want a man-made opportunity. I don't want a, a manufactured opportunity. Hey, I want a golden, a God-given uh, opportunity, and I want to be submissive enough to, to stop and wait. Uh, I also want to be strong enough to walk through a door that God opens uh, for His glory. Uh, we have a verse up on the screen. It's Acts chapter 16. I think Paul uh, is a great example of this as he's following. He's following the leading of the Lord, the gospel, the go times, the gospel. Uh, verse 6. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden uh, of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, the stops, the stop, forbidden. Uh, now, Asia, not China, it's talking about Turkey there, forbidden. Uh, After they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Again, the stops, the stops. Uh, And passing by Mysinia, came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Uh, There stood a man in Macedonia, prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia, help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go, go, the go times, those open door times, to go uh, into Macedonia, assuredly gathering the steps, the steps that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel where the go times are gospel times. Those doors of opportunity, hey, thank the Lord if it's a pay raise and praise the Lord if it's a job promotion, but those go times are gospel times and be submissive enough not to kick in a closed door and strong enough to be willing to walk through an, an open door. And so not only are the steps of a good man ordered by the Lord, but the stops, the stops, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, Uh, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Put down number three, quickly. Uh, We're talking about the golden opportunities, those God-given opportunities. We saw the character of our master. We saw uh, the call of our mission. Put down number three, the cause of our ministry. The cause of our ministry and the reason for them, that's the call, that's gospel, the gospel getting out, Uh, but then the cause, the cause, or why do we have those doors of opportunity? Or by that I mean uh, this open door, this golden opportunity, wasn't necessarily given to Thyatira, it wasn't necessarily given to Sardis, uh, it was given to this church uh, in Philadelphia. Look at verse number 8 again. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it for or because. Because thou hast a little strength. Here's why I set before thee an open door uh, that no man can shut. For or because thou hast a little strength and, and hast kept my word and, uh, and hast not denied my name. Hey, listen, uh, any opportunity we have is God's grace. Uh, it's God's grace. But the bigger opportunities he gives are based upon what did we do with the little opportunities that we had. Uh, Because you had a little strength and you used it the right way, uh, to keep my word, you used it the right way, uh, not to deny my name. Because you had a little strength and used it right, uh, I'm going to open a greater door of opportunity to you. Okay, let me put it this way. Uh, My uh, grandfather, uh, the highest paying job he ever had was a school teacher, which... Um, uh, on that salary alone, you're not going to get rich teaching uh, school, but he was a good investor. Uh, And the way he invested, and he did well (laughs) by the end of his life, uh, the way he invested is he would invest a little bit of money uh, and then he would watch to see how that stock did, and research it, and get to know it, and uh, based upon its its response, its response. Uh, if it responded well, uh, he went from a little uh, little investment to a whole lot uh, of an investment. Hey, he was a good investor when he saw a good investment. Uh, and he said, "Well, Pastor, what's that have to do with God?" Hey, God is the best investor there ever was because you had a little strength. Uh, and you use that little strength the right way uh, to keep my word and not to deny my name because that little strength is the right way, uh, I'm going to give you a whole lot more strength. Uh, You say, well, where's that in the Bible? Okay, I'll give you one. Uh, Isaiah 40, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Uh, He gives strength to those that use their strength the right way. Uh, I'll renew it. You had it. Use it the right way. Uh, I'll renew it. Uh, he gives strength not to the weak; gives strength to the strong, or he gives strength to those that use that little strength uh, to keep my word. That little strength, uh, not to deny my name. Uh, he makes investments in people that use that little strength the right way. You say, "Well, uh, okay, Isaiah, I see that a little bit. Uh, how about Daniel?" Uh, he not only gives strength to the strong, he also gives wisdom to the wise. Daniel chapter 2, 21. He giveth wisdom to the wise. I mean, uh, quote, unquote. Uh, now, wait a second. I, I think that he would give strength to the weak. Those that never had it. Uh, those that, that, that uh, didn't use it the right way. Give strength to them. Or uh, he should give wisdom to the dumb, to the ignorant. That's what we should know. Uh, the way God works is, Yes, it's grace that gives you the opportunity, but the bigger opportunities are based upon what did you do with the last opportunity? Were you stewards of that strength? Uh, Were you stewards of that wisdom? Uh, Did you use it the right way, the wrong way? Did you use it to glorify Him, Uh, that that call for the mission? uh, Was that go time a gospel time, or was it simply a consuming it upon your own lust time? Is everybody following this? Uh, I've set before thee an open door that no man can shut. Why? Because you had a little strength and you used it the right way to keep my word. Used it the right way not to deny my name. Uh, And then we see it backed up by Isaiah. He gives strength to the strong or those that use that strength the right way. Daniel, he gives wisdom to the wise or those that use that wisdom uh, the right way. I'll give you another one, Matthew 25. Uh, It's the parable of the... Uh, the five talents, and and the the guy on the other extreme had had one talent, and uh, that five talent guy was faithful. He was a good steward of what the master gave him, uh, a, a good steward of that. Uh, he doubled that. Uh, And the master said to him uh, about the one that only had one talent, was not a good steward of that one talent. Uh, He said, take that talent away from him uh, and give that talent to the one that has ten. You see, not only does he give strength to the strong or those that use it the right way, wisdom to the wise or those that use it the right way, uh, he also gives riches to the rich. Uh, He gives riches to the rich or those that use it the right way. Now, Now get your mind around this. Uh, In Matthew 25, he puts it this way. Take, therefore, the talent from him, uh, the guy that wasn't a good steward, the guy that, yes, I gave all of them uh, uh, five and and two and and one, uh, but because this guy that had one chose to consume it, abuse it, uh, didn't use it for my glory. Hey, take it from him and give it to the one over here. Uh, that did use it for the glory of God, did increase it, that was a good steward of what God gave to him. Uh, Is anyone following this at all? Uh, And and so the character of the master, talking about golden opportunities, golden opportunities, uh, he's uh, holy, he's true. Uh, The the call of the mission, those go times, are gospel time, uh, but then also the cause, the cause of the ministry. Hey, why do some have golden opportunities and some don't? Uh, It's all based on what did you do with the last opportunity? For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away, uh, even that which he hath. uh, And cast ye the unprofitable servant, or that bad investment. And so God gives us grace and opportunities, and as we steward them, God gives us more grace and more opportunities. And as we steward them, God gives us more grace and more opportunities. I've set before the door that no man can shut because that little strength that you had, you used it the right way, or basically, you're a good investment, or. Why would God give more money to someone who's not tithing on the money that they already have? Why would God give more money to someone who's not uh, graciously, generously giving back uh, from the money they already have? Why would God give more wisdom to someone that's not using wisdom the right way? Or or more strength uh, to someone that's not using strength the right way? Uh, Is anybody getting this at all? Stewardship, it's about stewardship. Everything we have has been given to us by God, uh, and as we use it for his glory, uh, as we magnify him, uh, as we use it, those go times, as gospel times, okay, uh, for a church. If if God's looking to send a family to a church that that would cause them to love God more and, and fall in love with a deeper relationship with the word of God more, uh, why would God send that person to a church where the pastor is the hero of uh, all of his stories? And me, my, uh, look at me. The, what a great person. And uh, he's not going to send them to that kind of a church. Well, he's going to send them to a church that makes much about Christ. Uh, Unto him be glory in the church. It's his church. He's doing a great job with it. And uh, he's not going to send them to a church where it's all about the opinions and political ranting uh, of the pastor. Well, he's going to send those people to a church that's next passage and next chapter. Why? Because those churches are good Investments? Does that make sense to anybody at all? Hey, we'll stay here another hour until you go like this. You go like this. Yeah, Pastor, I got it. I got it. And so uh, the reason they had that bigger opportunity uh, was because they used that smaller opportunity for the glory of God. Verse 8, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. No man can shut it because, here's why, for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied My name. Hey, members of the church in Philadelphia, consider your opportunities. Hey, church. uh, Hey, church. Hey, members of the church on Philadelphia Road, consider your opportunities. And then number two, though, consider the opposition. Consider the opposition. Verse 9. Behold. Behold. Wait, check it out. Realize. Give consideration to. Behold. uh, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Smyrna, same phrase, to them which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I make them to come and worship before thy feet, to know that I have loved thee, because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. And so that synagogue of Satan, those that say they are Jews are not, are attacking them, Smyrna, or attacking them, Uh, Philadelphia. Hey, understand with every opportunity, there also comes an opposition. In fact, Winston Churchill put it this way: "The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty." Winston Churchill uh, I would add this: The Christian embraces both. The Christian embraces both. Uh, every opportunity has a OK, uh, every God-given opportunity has a godless opposition. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, I open doors that no man can shut, and there are many adversaries. Uh, The uh, Moving forward, uh, uh, reading your Bible, praying, uh, getting involved, starting to, to, to grow as a Christian, I would like to say that Uh, You're never going to have a problem. There's not going to be any obstacles. There's not going to be any opposition. But I would be lying to you (laughs) if I did. Yea, and all they that will live godly shall suffer persecution. Uh, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, uh, but it's it's those that are loving God, serving God, uh, heading towards God. Uh, For every God-given opportunity, there's a godless uh, opposition. Uh, And so we have to be ready for it. Uh, we have to be uh, aware of it, not knocked out of the saddle uh, because of it. And, uh, and God has promised us, yes, opportunities when we make the most of those, those previous ones. But then also, uh, with every opportunity, he's promised us that there will be opposition. Uh, some would say, well, I started reading my Bible and this, this happened. Uh, well, I started getting involved in church, and then this happened, and, and this problem, and uh, illness, or financial, or, or job, and hey, I, I thought I was heading the right way, but then this, hey, don't stop reading your Bible. Don't stop praying. Don't back up. Don't give up. That negative affirmation is you're heading the right direction. And by the way, not only has God promised opposition, he's also promised protection protection. Look at verse 10, during that opposition. Okay, is everybody with me so far? Uh, God says, I'm going to open a door, a a great door, an effectual door. I'm going to open a door that no man can shut. Now, the reason that I do uh, is because you had a little strength and you used it the right way. Uh, I'm going to open a bigger opportunity uh, based on that, that grace, that God opportunity that you use the right way. Uh, but uh, also understand, uh, as you walk through that God given opportunity, there's going to be a godless uh, opposition. But as long as you keep moving forward, I'll, I'll protect you. Look at it, 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, look at it, I also will keep thee from. Uh, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the whole world. We talked about it, the Hebrew boys in that fiery furnace, the presence of God, the protection of God. We talked about so many of these. Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel in the lion's den. God came, shut their mouth. Why? Because he used that that God-given opportunity the right way. Yes, opposition, but God also gives protection. And so if you say, Pastor, I started going to church the last year. I started reading my Bible this last year. I started praying this last year. I, I dedicated my life to Christ this last year. But I'm getting hit harder than I've ever been hit. Uh, put down number three, quickly. Not only consider the opportunity, consider the opposition that's going to come, but then number three, consider our obligation or consider our options. behold, Verse 8. Behold, verse 9. But then, verse number 11 Behold. Look at it in verse 11. Okay, how do we respond? Uh, based upon the stewardship of that little strength that you had, uh, I'm going to give you more strength. Uh, based upon the, the wisdom that you use rightly, uh, I'm going to give you more wisdom. Uh, based upon the finances and how you uh, were a good steward of them, uh, I'm going to give you more of that. Uh, and as you walk through it, there's going to be opposition, but here's how to respond. Number one, hold fast. Hold fast. Look at verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Uh, Basically, he's just saying, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't back down. Don't let go. Don't back off. uh, Don't give up. Hold fast. Don't read your Bible less. Hold fast. uh, Don't attend less. Hold fast. uh, Don't pray less. Hold fast. Don't serve less. A just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. And so if you're getting hit hard, hold fast. Hold fast. This is the word of God. Uh, hold fast, put down number two, also hold up, hold up. Boy, if you're getting hit hard relationally or vocationally or or physically, uh, if you're getting hit hard, uh, hold fast and then uh, hold up. Look at verse 12. He that overcometh, he that overcometh, you can't overcome without obstacles. You can't overcome without opposition. He that overcometh will I make a pillar, a, a pillar Uh, in the temple of my God, he shall go no more out. He shall go. He's a pillar. A a pillar. He holds up. uh, He supports. And and by the way, uh, I do understand that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. He's that sure foundation. But Christ uses us as living stones. As living stones. And and as we hold fast, he uses us to hold up, to support, to hold up. Listen. The church doesn't rise and fall on us, but the church wouldn't be the same without us. The church doesn't rise and fall on me, but it wouldn't be the same without me. Uh, On you, but it wouldn't be the same without you. Uh, Hold up, hold up, hold fast, yes, don't back down. Hold up, hold up, yes. Don't collapse under the weight of that that pain and that that persecution uh, and those problems. And so church at Philadelphia, I have nothing negative to say about you. I'm going to give you more opportunities, but but be warned, be on guard. Uh, there's going to be adversary. There's going to be opposition. And what do you do? Hold fast. Uh, hold up. Put down number three quickly. Hold forth. Hold forth. Look at verse 12. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of God. I will write upon him The name of God. Uh, The disciples were called Christians first at at Antioch. When we hold fast uh, and we hold up, boy, that's when we're able to hold forth the go times or gospel times by showing other people the grace uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. By how we endure, uh, by how we walk through the fire, uh, by how we hold up under the pressure. Uh, And then lastly, number four, uh, during those times, hold fast, hold up, hold forth, and, and then lastly, hold close, hold close. Thirteen, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Hold close, hold close. Those things that are taught to us by God, hold close. And, and so uh, we talked about last week the church at Smyrna, and that was the, the persecuted church. Uh, and now we're looking at the church in Philadelphia Uh, That's the the evangelistic church, that church that's booming and growing and going. And oh yeah, by the way, they're still having opposition. They're still having problems and persecutions. Listen, I can tell you one sure way to get the pain and the problems to stop. And that's by stop praying and stop reading. Uh, And stop glorifying God. Stop worshiping. Because then you're no threat to the devil at all. There's not going to be a pushback. Uh, Yes, there may still be problems, but there's not going to be a pushback. When you stop all of that, uh, but listen, if you plan on being a good steward of that little strength that God gave you, well, you used it the right way. You used it to keep my word, to, to, to not deny my name. Because of that, because of that, I'm going to open a door that no man can shut Uh, And when you walk through that open door, that great opportunity, that God-given opportunity, there's going to be godless opposition, godless uh, opposition. How do we respond? We respond by holding fast. Don't give ground. We respond by holding up. Don't have your knees buckle and collapse. Uh, We respond by holding forth. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Uh, And we respond by holding close. The Church of Philadelphia, the church on Philadelphia Road, uh, Rosedale Baptist Church. Listen, uh, if you're in this context where uh, Pastor, I started reading, I started praying. Uh, every week after the sermon, we have a prayer team up front that uh, if you simply want someone to to lean on, to pray with, to to spend time talking to, uh, maybe you have a question about salvation or a question about uh, your next steps as a believer, Uh, But listen, listen, they'll stay as long as you want. Uh, And a lot of times as we stagger in by the weight of the opposition, uh, all we need is someone that can can pray with us. And uh, when we dismiss today, they'll be here as long as you want to spend. But listen, uh, make sure that you're a steward of what God's already given. uh, And then God, by his grace, will give you bigger opportunities But every opportunity has an opposition. Hold fast. Hold up. Hold forth. uh, And hold close. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.